kindness. We see it all around us. We see it when someone pays for someone else's coffee or holds the door open for another person. We see it in the smallest of gestures, like a smile or a kind word. But it's different when we turn on the news or social media. Oftentimes, what we hear about, what outlets are pushing, is the opposite of kind. Welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. Our goal is to give you a place to relax, to revel in stories of people who have received or given kindness, a place to inspire and motivate each and every one of us to practice kindness every day. Hello and welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rathbun. And today I have such a fun, fun guest on the broadcast, and it's such an honor. Um, my, my guest is Laura Mickler, and she is the owner and proprietor of Sacred Steps Studio and Store. Hey, welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such an honor. I, you, we, we obviously we chatted before we decided to yeah. do this, right? But, uh, and I had so much fun on that call. And it was really great. Yeah, it was. It's so much fun. And, and so talk to me, you, okay. As I mentioned, you're the owner and, and yoga teacher, right? Yes, How did yes. you get into yoga and what made you decide to open a studio? Yeah. So I, I love telling these kinds of stories and I love hearing other people's stories of how they got to do what they're doing. Cause I, and I'm sure you have that in podcasting, like these human experiences are just so fascinating to me of how you they get where are. you are and, and all of that. So, um, so really I have been a practicing yogi. I actually had a pretty major surgery in 2015. Okay. And while I was recuperating from that, I was laying in bed and bored as you are a lot of times, but trying to listen to the doctor and, you know, get my rest and all of that. And I just felt like I needed to stretch my body. Like just, oh, I just really need to just you know, I've been laying in bed for three weeks. I'm tired, you know, my body's tired from that. So I had ha- I'd kind of gone to yoga on and off and I decided, okay, I'm going to really, you know, commit to this. So I started out with very gentle yoga um, and just loved it. And I, you know, kind of made a little community in, in my, in the studio that I was attending and all of that. So just really loved that. And then um, if you, if you know me for any length of time, you'll learn this about me, but I don't do anything halfway. I go all in on everything. And so that was maybe, I think that was like October, November of that year. And then after that, I decided to set myself a goal that I would do a hundred yoga classes in 2019. I'm trying to remember my years here, 2019. So I was going to do a hundred yoga classes, which works out to something like, eight-ish a month. So I did really, really well with that until summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did really, really well with that till summer and I got busy with work and all those kinds of things. But, um, again, I was not one to let my goal go down the drain. So I started going like every single yoga class I could starting about Halloween. I got really back into it and I did accomplish that goal by Christmas Eve, which was really fun because I had bought myself this little Santa doing yoga ornament. And I said, okay, I'm going to put that on my Christmas tree if I can, you know, win and if I hit this goal. So and all of that to say, so I just really loved yoga. I connected to it. I had a very, very stressful job at the time. And I really, I, I not to be blase about it, but yoga really did save my life in 
you know, teaching me how to breathe through oh, the wow. stressful moments, getting, you know, at least letting me put my phone down for an hour, if nothing else, which was awesome. So, so got into that. And then the next year COVID hit and that kind of, you know, threw us all for a loop. But right the year after that, the studio that I attended, um, decided to offer yoga teacher training. And I thought, you know, I'm, I have a teaching degree that I've never used. I enjoy facilitating. I enjoy teaching. So I decided to go for that, um, taught for a little while and then hit some crazy life stuff in 2021. Um, and then decided to get back into teaching at the studio that I, um, took my training with. I actually still do teach there, even though I own my own studio. And then I hit this point of unemployment, I guess we'll say for self-imposed unemployment, um, earlier this year. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do with myself, but I, I felt drawn to this whole yoga community. And so what ended up happening, a real estate friend of mine reached out. There was a lady selling a building close by my house um, that was a four unit kind of business sort of building. One of the units was a yoga studio. And he thought, oh, Laura might be interested in this. So long story short on that, the math did not math for me to, to buy that building. It wasn't a great investment for me, but I was really connected to the lady that was selling it. And she said, would you consider renting one of my units and starting your own yoga studio? And that was July of this year, or that was June of this year. And I decided, you know what, why not? I'm just going to go for it. And luckily with yoga, there's not much overhead, right? You just need a space for people to put their mat. And there's lots of things that would be nice to have, but you can kind of get those as you go along. And so, yeah, um, July 15th, I opened my studio and here we are. So it's been steadily growing ever since. Wow. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I, and and I'm the same way. I'm the same as you. I love hearing like origin stories and I'll, I'll just go to like farmer's markets and I can, I can just chat my way through the whole farmer's market or craft show or what have you, and just asking people, you know, well, what made you decide to do this? And the stories are so great. They're so great. I have never done yoga and I know that it would probably be a good thing for me Mm -hmm. um, as a, as a gentleman of a certain age. Yes. Let's let's be honest. At, at this point, I creak <laughs> when I get up out of a chair. So that's I, I'm, okay. Yeah, the, the, the dad groan when you stand up out of the chair. Uh, yeah, I was giving my dad a hard time about that. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how that's going to come out. On the, okay, I hope Absolutely. that'll be okay. But yeah, I'm thinking I need to go try some yoga. But I'm I'm holding out for a puppy mm-hmm. yoga class near me. Yeah, have you ever done any yoga. of those? I have. I have done goat yoga. It was not my favorite. Um, I'm. I have like a touching thing. I don't like to be touched. And so goats climbing around on me just oh. wasn't totally my scene, but I, I have been offered to teach one and I think that would be really fun. So no, I'm, I'm with you. And I think that is kind of the message I would give anybody with that is, and that's really what I work on in my studio, that it doesn't matter what size you are, what age you are, you know, any of that, there's something in yoga for everyone, even if, I mean, and that's a lot of people think yoga is just the poses and it's actually, I mean, it's your mindset, it's your breathing, it's all of it. So even just sitting in silence and breathing, taking a deep breath is yoga. And so I think finding, yeah, finding a place that can kind of connect with you on that. And there's, there's a million ways to do yoga online as well, but there is something to be said for the in-person community. And I think, yeah, a lot of us learned that during COVID that there's no substitute for 
people being in the same room. We can't get together and, and this is fine for now. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> one, of the, one of those cartoons. <laughs> this is fine. I'm fine. It's all fine. Yeah, it's really not all on fine. fire. It's fine. <laughs> I saw quick deviation because I have the mind of a golden retriever puppy, but I saw somebody dressed up their dog as that meme. Put him in a wagon. Oh, and they funny. put little cardboard <laughs> flames all around him. <laughs> this it. is fine. Oh my gosh! I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can totally see. I, I think so many things are 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 much better in person as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I I took off towards the end of 2021 uh, from my other podcast, and I. I looked for some therapy and I was like, wait, we don't go into an office and sit down on the couch anymore. We do it from here, from like mm-hmm. my, yep. my couch. Yeah. It, it yeah. was just kind of a, it was a shock. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. uh, that's, that's so cool. I, I absolutely love that. Um, but now the one thing, there was one thing about you that really mm-hmm. got my attention. And it should have been the yoga, but it wasn't. That's okay. That's okay. The other's pretty cool too. It was all about Millie. Yes. Tell everybody please about Millie. Because you guys have yes. you guys have a history now. We do have a history, yes. So and everyone's like, who the heck is Millie? So Millie is a 14-foot box truck. So she is not a person. She is, and it's been so funny to me um, because Millie really does have her own personality. And people around me that know her, I mean, we all refer to her as Millie. She is not your truck. She is Millie. And so that's been really, really cool. So my story with Millie, um, Millie is now deemed the moving truck for good. So what Millie does, um, back up, oh gosh, so I got I, I the un, self-employed self-imposed unemployment that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier is when I left my longtime career being a mortgage lender. And so Millie and I's story originates with me being a mortgage lender. And so I had originally purchased her so that my customers could. It was kind of a service I offered that you close a loan with me and here's the moving truck for free if you want to use it. All that I asked people to do was put gas in it. She drove around town like a huge billboard for me. And so, you know, so that was an idea I had heard maybe five years before that. And just it took a while to find the box truck, honestly. So that's just not something that you drive over to the local car lot and buy. You have to kind of find a find a source for that. And so so Millie did that for a couple right. of years. And then, yeah, so then I left lending in um, this spring and I thought, what the heck am I going to do with this box truck? And so what really ended up happening, though, more than people using her for moving is I had a lot of nonprofits reach out to me. And so, and Mike, I think I sent you a list before we even talked of all the things that she has done, but she has been used because a box truck is something that if you need it, it's amazing to have, but it's not something that you're going to probably own. So you don't need it all the time. Right. Yeah. So I moved um we have a special needs prom in our town and so she moved racks and racks of prom dresses she's done pies for the local pto fundraiser she has delivered canned goods to food banks she's just 
she's just a, a renaissance lady, if you will. So she does a little bit of everything. <laughs> so so that. over the summer, yeah, and, and I'm sorry if I'm just word vomiting on here. Feel free to stop no, me. No, no, but no, over no, you're the fine. Summer, you're fine. Okay, it's good. fine. Yeah, everything's fine. It's good. Um, but over the summer, I thought, well, I'm really not going to need this truck anymore. So I think I'll sell it. So I put out some half-hearted, like, I think I want to sell this. And it just wasn't selling. And it was one of those cases, like, people were offering. I mean, and I'm not a person that's, like, way overpricing stuff. But just the prices I was being offered, I was like, I'm better off just keeping it. This is crazy. And so someone finally said to me, Laura, there's a reason that this truck has not sold. You are meant to, to be with Millie. And so I got to thinking, like, okay, what what can I do? And all along I thought, well, maybe I could just rent her out to people because I'm hearing that, you know, to go rent a U-Haul is crazy expensive and they're never available and you know, all the things. And so I thought, okay, well, yep. here's what we're going to do. Here's going to be Millie's shtick, if you will. So if people rent her for less than it costs to have a U-Haul, that enables a nonprofit to use her for free. And so I'm just been kind of oh. hitting the pavement, um, you know, with all of that. So she's continued to do her good work, even though, you know, I'm not using her in that way, but yeah, I've had lots of people use her. And um, so it's, it's been a really fun, fun thing to have that this, and it's really surprising when someone needs her and I'm like, Oh, here's my moving truck. We can use that. And so that's been a lot of fun to, <laughs> to throw out that's there, so but cool. that's, because really you're, you're absolutely right. Nobody just has, a box truck Mm -hmm. in their back pocket, except for you. Um, Mm -hmm, But even when you were with the mortgage lending place, I remember when I bought a house up here um, years ago, and I think I got a $50 gift card from the mortgage Mm -hmm. lender. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I could really use that box truck instead to move my stuff. Yeah. So that was that was brilliant, but all the good that it's done, and I love that um, the one for the the family who got to use it after their house fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually contacted by the local middle school, and they said we have. So I live I live in Indiana, and I live about an hour north of Indianapolis. Okay. And the school called and said, "Well, we're calling you. Someone gave us your name." we have this family, just this devastating house fire, four kids, you know, they've, they found a place to stay, but they didn't have any furniture. And we found a, a furniture store in Indianapolis that's going to donate everything to us, but we can't find anybody that can go get it. And so I packed up my Millie and I drove her down there at rush hour and picked up the mattresses and delivered them. And, you know, just those kids had a place to sleep that night and that's incredible. And so you know, when I grouse, at my, I try to remind myself about stuff when I grouse about like, oh, I got all the scheduling with this and oh, I got to go get an oil change and oh, you know, somebody didn't fill the gas tank up or you know, whatever, all the little inconveniences, you know, that stuff it really kind of checks you that, okay, this was over the top awesome that these people would not have had this without, you know, right. without that, which is amazing. What a cool thing. And and mm-hmm. the other one is the the secret families. And since yeah. we're coming up on the holidays. 
Well, absolutely. Actually, I'm surprised I have not gotten a call from them yet. I expect one here in a couple of weeks. So where I live, and I think I think I mentioned this to you, Mike, it was on the Today Show several years ago, but um, there is an organization called Secret Families, and it literally started in the guy's garage when his family was like, we don't need anything. Let's buy presents for a family in need. And it has just literally snowballed in there. It's in multiple counties now, um, all of those kinds of things. But what they do is they get family information from the local school principals. And I mean, it covers everybody in the family. So if it's mom, dad, four kids and grandma, everybody in the household gets gifts. And so I think last year when we did our shopping, it was $250 a person that we got to spend. Oh, wow. And then um, they literally shut down. um, We have a a Midwestern chain called Meyer. I don't know how familiar everyone is with that, but um, um, it's kind of a grocery chain. It's really more like a target kind of store, but it's just Midwestern. So anyway, they shut down the local Meyer. We all get there at 6am to shop and they just hand you this wad of clear garbage bags and they say, go shop. And so we get these families, we find out what, you know, what size of clothes they wear, what, you know, if it's a teenage girl, she likes to make jewelry, you know, just those little things fill up these carts, go shopping. And then I've not done this part of it, but then they load all of those bags to the wrapping center. People are furiously wrapping gifts. And then they have delivery teams that take all these gifts. They get a Christmas tree. They get, I think they get a a grocery gift card. They get, you know, some other little things that, so Christmas is literally delivered to these families that, you know, would not necessarily have them. So, so Millie has been part, she's not been part of the delivery, but she's been part of the transport from the store to the wrapping, which is awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. If you could get her to like those little reindeer antlers and the red nose mm-hmm. and put that on Millie. Yes, and she could deliver the, the holidays this year. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. And, and you do, she does so much good for your community. And of course, Millie wouldn't be Millie without Laura. I uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's, you know, and like I said, it just really, it felt wrong when I was trying to sell her. And so to me, it was like, okay, me and this, you know, rickety old box truck. We're meant to be best friends and <laughs> do, do our work together. And so, so yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I'm, you know, just trying to get the word out about it too. Cause it, you know, there for a while when I left my mortgage lending career, I kind of wanted to hibernate a little bit. And so sure. I'm getting out of that and that Millie's Millie rides again. So even if my old coworkers are going to grouse about it, she's out there, she's doing her thing. And it, you know, you can't get mad at something that's doing good. So, yeah. Right. No, you really can't. I mean, did, okay, so your coworkers kind of wish they still had you some Millie or? I think so, because I did have, you know, I did, my, my customers always got first dibs, but if, you know. Somebody else in the office needed it. Then, yeah. You know, and it's not been without its ups and downs. We, you know, I used to park it at the office and the catalytic converter got stolen. And so now it lives at my house. And, you know, some of those things that are just life things that are frustrating and that's okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, That that's that's so cool. And now you you. You subsidize Millie by renting out advertising space on her? I do actually. Yeah. That's been a brand new, um, a brand new thing that I've been doing. Cause I thought, okay, you know, what's, what's just a way I can bring in some income. And I thought, well, 
she used to be a big, huge billboard for me. What if I can figure out a way that she can be, you know, a little bit of advertising for someone else. So yeah, actually I got the first three printed. I'm, I printed one for my yoga studio actually, but I have these nice. big 24 by 12 magnets that just go on Millie and advertise, advertise the businesses. So the first group of folks, um, I let them have the back, right? Because if you're driving down the road, that's where you that's want everything from the center. Yeah. So, so kind of first come first serve on that. But yeah, I've been selling, um, you know, my, my insurance agent has one on there, our local pet store. I'm good friends with that. Um, they've used the truck themselves several times. So it's kind of fun that now they can drive it with, with their information on there. And so, yeah, so sure. she's kind of expanding and it's, it's basically just, you know, insurance is not cheap when you're no. insuring something that other people are driving. Cause she's essentially a rental car plus a 14 foot box truck. So just to subsidize some of those types of things. Um, yeah. It's, but you know, when I get her washed, I have to drive down to a special semi truck wash. So, you know, some of those things that just, are outside of normal car maintenance. It's yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. About how you're going to wash that. She's not going to go through the gas station car loan. She would, she'd be like a can opener, just peeling the top right off. So, (laughs) (laughs) And then she's good to nobody. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so fun. I, Laura, I appreciate you taking the time to come on with me. That yes. I absolutely love the story of Millie, and and yeah. I hope this inspires somebody to go, "Hey, I could do something like that in wherever." And and if it's okay, I'd like to insert here. I mean, like I said, I think I mentioned this that I mean, it took me about four years to figure out how to make this happen, but like it just kept. Like it was just there in my mind and my heart. And I'm like, I got to figure out how there's got to be a way to do this. And if, you know, if you have an idea like that, like just stay tenacious with it. And I feel like it's gonna, you know, it'll happen somehow. Absolutely. Well, I, most people are not as tenacious as you are, but I think you could be a good motivator and a good inspiration (laughs) for so many people. I know you inspired me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that is, that is also, that's, that's so much fun. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I appreciate the stories and uh, yeah. thanks for being on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was really fun to connect. I agree with you. We just, we, we giggled and told stories and just had a great time connecting, which is awesome. And I don't know that we ever would have crossed paths otherwise, which is wonderful. Nope. If I hadn't asked for stories or people to yeah. come on, we might have just, Nope. been oblivious to each other Absolutely. and that would be a damn shame let me tell you that it really would it really would so yeah so thanks so much for coming on uh we'll stay in touch and uh you have a good rest of your week all right thanks mike it was so much fun to have laura mickler on the show today um i i just i saw her i put out a, a request for guests and I saw this thing about Millie the 14-foot box truck, and I knew I just had to have her on. And how kind is that to to offer this truck that you just happen to have for nonprofits and for people who need to move things? And, and it was just it was kind of a go-to, and um, I am absolutely thrilled to have made a new friend in Laura Mickler, and I look forward to 
future shows maybe with her. I'd love to hear about the holidays and how that turns out. And that will do it for this episode of the Kindness Matters podcast. And uh, we will be back next week with another show. But in the meantime, be that person who roots for others, who tells a stranger they look amazing, and encourages others to believe in themselves and their dreams. You've been listening to the Kindness Matters podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rathbun. Have a fantastic week.